All right, Tiger is back again. And it's an exciting place for him to be back, the Genesis. We're going to dive into all of that. But we also had an absolutely electric waste management and a new number one. Scott, right. he's back. back on top. Back on top. You know, and, and it was it was exciting to watch it coming down the stretch. You know, we're seeing with with Rom. You know, as a possibility there too. Yep. You can't count that guy out. Is what I realize every time I watch him play. Rom could win any time, and then Scotty, and then and even Rory seemed like he was going to make enough of a charge mm-hmm. to kind of hold his spot. But ultimately, Scotty comes in. He wins the thing. We're going to dive into that a little bit more later in the show too. We've got a lot to talk about. There's a whole bunch of stuff going on uh, in the news. You know, we got another another Phil book possibly dropping. That's right. It's, it's the stuff more I feel news. like it's going on outside of the lines, right. mm-hmm. outside the ropes that that's becoming the big stories in golf that, and then the Netflix series that's, that's right. dropping this week, which we're going to get more info. Yeah. A lot mm-hmm. more. So, um, and, and some people have already watched it because I was watching the waste management and, uh, they had a deal. I think it was with, I forget which beer company. It was like Miller light or it was, uh, one of those where it said scan the can and get early access. You could watch the first episode. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. So I'm sure some people have already seen it. Mm-hmm. That means the news is going to be out any minute. So stay tuned for that. But um, talking about the waste management, I mean, I, I got to say, I, I love what this does for the game because I witnessed it. Like, you know, this weekend I was bouncing around and, and then I'm watching it, you know, different places. Um, and I, one thing I noticed consistently is a lot of the non-golf watchers, right. non-regular mm-hmm. watchers, would peek up like at the screen, and then all of a sudden they've got questions. Yeah, you know, like exactly. what, what, what is, is this? this? You know what I yep, mean? Yep. Like it's intriguing in that way mm-hmm. that you don't get from a lot of other tournaments. Um, and I think just the pure action and excitement of like the stadium and all that type of stuff. And I think this year they kind of they hit the sweet spot where it was fun enough and enough energy yep. and excitement without you know <laughs> a little bit of the bad press that they got i think it was last year with all the beer being thrown yes. on the you know but that was just I, I i even hold to it i said it last time and i hold to it i think that was just a pure moment of passion no different than in hockey when a big you know goal is scored and everybody the beer goes flying i don't think it was the end of the world grounds crews had it cleaned up that very was the problem, quickly i think yeah i think so too i think the one kind of the PGA Tour is going to think of it as a black eye was the streaker. Yeah, I think you're going to have one. You know? You're always going to be one. But again, it, it it gets the intrigue up of fringe golfers. Mm-hmm. People are starting to say, like, golf is going through this revolution. You're seeing more of it in other spaces. You're seeing more of these, we talked about it in previous episodes, fringe golf activities, top golf, thing like that, where it's becoming part of the culture of you know even things like just going out for a drink it's becoming part of this culture That's you're right and mm-hmm. then you see it in the waste management i just think that there's got to be a lot of maybe even like young kids who are like thinking about what sports they want to try out and they're flipping through the, they're waiting for the super mm-hmm. bowl and then they flip through and they see this coliseum built yeah and they're like wait what's this yeah you know i'm interested yeah it was cool i mean i love that i love this event every year how many is it probably the largest non-major attended tour event would you say i would think it's got to be i mean i'm seeing numbers of seventy thousand yeah, it's got to be right. more um it, it's it's big numbers that they put up yeah i mean my key takeaways always are a the course every time i see it especially when they drone out from it and you could see a little bit of just like the lush green and then just desert mm-hmm. it just looks like a cool thing something that we've never experienced so desert golf or maybe you have have you ever experienced I desert golf no you i never have not have. My, my father played there he actually played there uh two weeks after the waste it's management a steep 
steep cost I heard lately. It, it All is, the TPCs and he, you know, he course. says my father's funny though. He's like he he's not as wasn't as thrilled with the course. Yeah, he yeah. said there was a lot better golf in in Scottsdale than that. Okay, and so he's going back in like two weeks and he's playing a couple of other courses. But he did have the the ability to play it while the stadium was still up, and he said that was really cool. Oh, that's cool. But I know that particular hole, that par three, is not a whole lot to write home about without the stadium. Yeah. It's kind of a straightforward par straightforward three. Straightforward par three, yeah. Um, but hey, if any, first of all, one thing I'll say, like if if you're listening to the show and you want to get some of the visuals, definitely check it out on YouTube. But there too for the comments, we always say this is an open conversation. Weigh in. If mm-hmm. you've if you've played TPC Scottsdale, because we haven't, what was your personal experience? Did you enjoy it? Was it underwhelming? Was it overwhelming? Like, should we definitely put it on the list? And I mean, even just aside from when the stadiums are built around it, just the course in general, let us know. But I agree with you. It looked looked pretty from the air. Maybe it's just our, our longing did. for it being here in the yep. cold Northeast right now. Could Maybe be that. It could be. But it was exciting. And Scotty Scheffler, man. Yeah, I man. mean, come on with this guy. That's his fifth win in 364 days. Yeah. And That's on top of that, year. What, <laughs> what really sparked my interest in like where this guy is possibly going this year mm-hmm. is he won it without his best stuff yeah that's he true he said in his interview he goes i didn't have my best but i found a way to win <laughs> and i'm just like it. didn't have your best and what do you shoot 65 something on the final day i believe so was he 19 under total i don't know what he shot the final day but it was good it's a good round i mean and he Oops. just handles pressure that's just like it. it's I just gonna nothing. say i don't think He's that cool. there's an event or a moment that would phase that guy. I think it depends on how he's feeling and how his game is in form is, is really the only factor. It's not, a, there's some guys that just mentally kind of like take themselves out of it or mm. struggle when they're in the lead or in a, he seems to be comfortable in any position on the leaderboard. He could yeah. be in the mix in the top five and, and you could hear footsteps and there's, he's charging up behind you or he could just come in with the lead and hold on to it. Yeah, totally. I mean, I'm honestly think he wins like three times this year easily. And you know, what's really interesting about Scotty. He's got a good vibe with his caddy, Ted Scott. I noticed just watching them, they vibe well together. If you guys don't know, Teddy was with Bubba, and yeah. there was all that going on back then. But I don't know. Scheffler seems like he's in a good spot. I think that guy's just going to keep winning. Well, I'll tell you, he won last year, and you know he'd go on, you know, to to Augusta. I just wonder if this is setting the tone of like this is a key momentum uh, momentum push for Scotty with the Masters only what. Five weeks away? Five weeks. Something like that? Players would be an interesting. I could see him winning the players, too. Yeah. I could see him tearing it up. I think when he's in this form, like, he's, you know, he could win any week. Um, I think it's the only thing that would be working against him is the strength of field. Like I said, Rahm is another guy who could win any week. And I I think it's it's good to see these guys battling out for that number one spot. They they deserve it. Yeah. The way that they're playing. It's it's just, it's incredible. But even Uh, speaking of the way the guys are playing, it was also refreshing to see a couple of names in that top 10, Ricky Fowler, Jason JJ. Day. And Ricky with the hole-in-one. Yeah, he had a day, man. He, he was did. feeling it. And it's good to see him back. J-Day, too. I think he finished fifth. So that's promising for both of them. These are guys who've been out of the winner's circle for years. We're talking about even guys who were um, not you know, qualifying for majors last year. Right. Right, absolutely. They weren't even playing majors. So what does this do for their qualification now? Uh, it it it'll definitely help move them up the official world golf rankings. It should help that put helps. them in a spot. Also, it can give them some FedEx cup points that are going to be very much needed for, for mm-hmm. uh, qualifications for and other events. Right. At the end no of the doubt day. about it. And, and I'll tell you, like 
Ricky with that swing, he, you know, his swing looked good. You know, it looked a lot more sustainable, his swing, a lot less yeah. reliant on timing. I know it's something that he's been consistently Looks working smooth. on. Yep. But the reality is this, and this is why I like seeing it, is that much like we're going to talk about with Tiger for next week, it's a better event when when some of these guys are in the field and Ricky's one of them. 100%. There's no doubt in my mind that it's better for the eyeballs that it brings in. It's better for the crowds. You know, he is... Ricky's been largely not extremely relevant for the last couple of years. I know, unfortunately. But he's got, there's just a core audience that come out to see him. There's no doubt in my mind that it's a better event when Ricky's out there. Yeah. And I think Jason Day too, I've been a long time Jason Day fan. I mean, that that guy, I think he's uh, incredibly talented. Don't forget, he was number one in the world. There was nobody better than Jay Day with a flat stick back when he was at his height. And I think we'll debate forever what could have, would have, should have been if it wasn't for that back injury. And, I, you know, I yeah. feel for the guy. If way, you know, he's had a rough stretch with the back injury, losing his mother, things like that. Um, it, he, he's another guy that just having him in the field, he, it brings that international component, you know, the Australian audience. I think that he's a guy that I would love to see at least be in the mix. You know, seeing those guys in the mix, I think, is just important for the game. Totally. It just helps. Going back totally. to Scotty real quick, I think that – this is one of the most important tournaments for him to win because of the added amount of people that are there. And with that just comes so much pressure. Like it's not your average PGA tour event when you have, you know, a couple thousand people behind the road. I bet there's definitely but more nerve there. Definitely. No doubt. There and has to be has even to home be. viewership. How many people had that on who are non golfers? Yeah, even had it on the background. They're waiting for the Super Bowl. And right. there's no doubt, but that's what I mean about Scotty is that does not phase that guy. He 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 is he's able to completely. I mean, think about Tiger in his heyday, the way he could just tune mm. out what was going on, unfazed. Um, and it was cool to watch. I know a lot of the announcers were talking about it too. The difference, and not saying one is right or better than the other. It's it's good to see this diversity. Scotty and Rom come at the game so differently. Totally. Rom plays so passionately. Yes. Wears his, like, wears his heart on his make sleeve. I him angry when I'm around him, right? Yeah. Do you feel that way? <laughs> you do you feel like yeah. he's, he's, a, he's a passionate guy in uh-huh. that way. And then Scotty is so measured and right. metered and controlled and even keeled out there. And they're approaching it. Like you didn't see any real emotion out of Scotty until he finally sank that last pump and the That's big, when he gave the big fist bump. So, mm-hmm. You know, it's cool to see, and I think it's cool again for the game because, like, as a fan at home, you may attach to one versus the other a little bit more. Um, well, I want to ask you though: Could you see yourself ever going to this event? Oh, hundred percent. Really? I was debating yesterday when I was asked. I was like, "Well, I'm not the rowdy beer drinking guy. I don't think you have to go hard to go to that." <laughs> I mean, right? <laughs> it looks like you have to go hard. I, I mean, mean, I'm you're watching see all the one percent that know. goes because you know that's what people turn the cameras on. Yeah. I, you know what turns me off? Like the, the the clips of like the people running at the gates and like basically killing themselves yeah. to get to a spot. I'm like, I don't want to be a part of this. Yeah. But I guess being there, seeing all this stuff and just walking around that course, yeah, no doubt. I'll tell you, I would be perfectly, you know, happy, you know, to have a spot, a seat on that 16th hole. If you can get it, right? If you can get a right. seat, you know, a lot of those guys, like, I don't know how, I don't know if it's all general admission you have to run in there, if you have to do that 5 a.m. thing or if you can pay a little extra for those tickets. And I think that that... I've always yeah, been a guy who true. loves watching golf on TV because you can see more of the action. You know, we've been to plenty of events and you either have to be moving the whole time or you got to post mm-hmm. up somewhere. Mm-hmm. I think that's one of the better places to do it. I would post up. 
I would even sit in one of those higher seats to get that cool view. Yeah, that would be and pretty cool. I, I mean, just like like you know, control yourself. Just control like yourself. Like maybe don't have twenty beers, and then <laughs> yeah. then all social media is sharing videos of you sliding down the right. hill exactly. or passed out by a garbage. Passed can. out by. A I don't garbage think you can. need to do that to enjoy it. But hey, to each their own. If you want to go out there and party, that is the that event is for you. you. That's yeah. the party. That's true. But um, speaking of parties too, and we'll, we'll talk about live more in a second. But I gotta think that live and you know live management, live players, whoever are watching that. And they're just kicking themselves because they're just like, that's what they want live to be. Every week. I feel like. And I feel like it's just further evidence that you can't just proclaim something is something and it just is. Right. Right. Like live came out hard with the, like the slogan golf, but louder. Right. And then largely a lot of people said it hasn't really lived up to that. There hasn't we been a live event that, as loud as the that, waste right. management. Yeah. And the waste management wasn't like that because someone declared that. Right. We're talking about decades in the making. Yeah. And it was it. like, it's it slowly becomes the culture. It doesn't mm. become the culture because someone said that. Exactly. But the the live model, I, you know, with like the bands playing after the events and all that, I got to think that they, they're looking at this and they're thinking like it's captured the primetime audience on television. Mm -hmm. It's got 70,000 plus people there. Everyone's having a good time. Yep. It's like the get together of the golf industry. Super Bowl weekend. And they, they got to be like, this is what we want. Yep. You know, but they've yet to do it. And I, and it doesn't mean that I don't think that Liv can get there. I'm, I'm not mm -hmm. one of those people who are like hating on Liv. And yeah, like, I know right, people right. might think that from what I'm saying. What I'm saying is just be a realist. I think that it takes time. It took a long time for the waste manager to become that. And if, if live truly had their sights set on being the tour of all that, like every, every week is every that. Week, yeah. And I know they, they've been trying to do it with the players and like partying. We saw like the, some of the, the leaked videos and then the parties Party planes, before yeah, the, the planes. Party, yeah, the plane, the, yep. Okay. I get it, but it's going to take time. It's going to sure. take time for that to happen naturally. Cause anything that's forced, it just doesn't work it, to me. Like it never happens if it's forced. Yeah, it's true. And there's some events that they can't even have parties like that, you know, like in Jeddah and there's not going to have crowds like that. I don't think they're going to have crowds in such foreign places. Well, yeah, I mean, as large see, as the I waste management, that that's what they want to create. And personally, what I love about it, the PGA tour is I've said that I don't think that could be an every week thing. Yeah, I think no. it part largely stands out because it, it it has its spot, and I think I I really enjoy on the tour schedule that diversity that you've got your party weekend, mm -hmm. then you've got your Masters, and it's just yep. like, you know I mean I know the Masters is not part of the PGA Tour, but you what know, would you consider Riv next week, this week? Riv is like a semi party because it's LA. It kind of is, and and Riv brings big, big names. It's a big big country club. It's got a lot of, but it's space. not that party scene you know right. it's not that i do think that there are and and we heard them talk about it a little bit in the broadcast there's there's more and even on social media too there's more holes in golf that could support that arena type built around it mm -hmm. and you can have a little bit more of this right um but i don't know i just feel like it fits well it's it's that one thing you know what i mean like Mm -hmm. You can't have like Christmas every day or it yeah, wouldn't exactly. be a special, right? Yeah, you know what exactly. I mean? Same thing. Like you got to have it, whatever. But I just, I just get that vibe that like Liv is looking at this and being like, this is the, what we wanted to create and it's just not there yet. Right. In fact, like more. Even their finale, they want it to be a big blowout. Right. And more bad news for Liv. I mean, they said that I saw the headline of like, they, they generated virtually what they called virtually zero revenue. 
So they've got to turn that around quick because I mean I'm, that's not profit, that's revenue. Yeah, like they're not yeah, they're they're yeah. spending a lot, they're not making a lot. But what I mean is that I don't I just don't think that anyone, even if it was another tour in the future that came out, I don't think you can just proclaim that we are the party tour like this but louder and it just it just happens. It, like it takes time. Right. You know, there yep. was many years when they didn't have a stadium there and I think it was just over years it just kind of became an environment that embraced a little bit of a a more laid back vibe in a party mm. and it, it took many years to become what it is today yeah. and then it catches momentum but we'll talk more about live in a second but the one other thing that i will say that we see now the crossover is the um the huge purses so big time this week huh well it's same that last week and this week same, yep. the waste management and now uh, you know the genesis each carry a 20 million dollar purse yeah so the winner's taking home something like 3.6 yep um, huge. I mean, that's massive paydays, and there's no doubt that that was the live influence on the PGA Tour. You saw the meme, right, with Scotty winning and saying, "Just thanks, Phil." Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because there's no doubt about it. Like the the PGA Tour brought a bigger bag to compete with those. I, now, I still don't think that that changes much from a fan perspective. We no. talked about it here. I'm not watching an event because the guy's making a couple million more than he was otherwise. Right. I'm right. watching it for the competition and all that type of stuff. Um. But it is part going to be part of the narrative this year. You're going to see multiple twenty million dollar events. Yeah, it should be interesting, and yeah. they're and they're great events too. It's and the players, what's the players? It's like tw- it's, it's, it's got to be 25, 25, Zach 25, yeah, million. million. Forget it. I mean, you win that. Can. I mean, not only all the, like the money, but the exemptions, oh, life changing type stuff. You know, like Nick Taylor almost won it last week. It yeah, life changing for him. And I was I was actually you know still happy well. to see the way that Nick kind of you could tell i don't know if it was the pressure that was getting to him Might he was been. starting to really like pull the ball and and, mm-hmm. and he righted the ship yep i thought he was like ah oh, here's where the wheels fall yeah, off and the real right. pressure comes down the back nine but no he righted the ship and he hung on there yeah. and, and had it not been for scotty that was nick's tournament totally it's impressive to hang on because there's still a lot of money for grabs a lot of points for grabs second place is, is better than third i also looked at that final leaderboard when was the last time you remember no ties in the top five yeah i know individuals that was in each one yeah that was weird. no tees yep no that tees in the top five. pretty interesting so all right so shift gears real quick let's talk about uh this week you know so so riviera cool to see tiger and no matter what i mean always going to be like i said before like with ricky and all this, tiger in the field everybody's happy Yep. Everybody. Everybody. The PGA Tour is happy. The fans are happy. They did a bunch of interviews. The the players the are happy. The players so love better, seeing man. him in there. Yeah. And um Tiger's happy. Tiger's yeah, happy sure. to be in the field. But he's got the odds stacked against them largely. You know, he, there's no doubt about it. Because A, you got the leg, right? But now, even recently, the plantar fasciitis, which we learned about in December. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. Um, and he's walking. And this is this isn't like Orlando with the match and the PNC, it's not flat. There's that massive hill. They got to go down on one and back up on 18. Yeah, they do. Max Homa joked offering that one of them would offer to carry him up and down that hill (laughs) if need be. Um, But Tiger, I mean, it's really cool to see. I mean, this is the spot of his first, uh, you know, professional event, 16 years old. Yeah. Um, It's also the spot, you know, of where the, the accident happened. Two years ago now. Yeah, and I mean, look, Tiger just keeps. This is this is he's had many comebacks. Oh yeah, he's had many. No doubt about that. Um, but I think that it's a smart play too. I mean, a Tiger, it's his event. He's one that brings more eyeballs to it. But B, Tiger doesn't want his first time in competition to be the Masters in April. 
You right. have to get he, some competition under your belt. You know, totally. he can he can practice all he wants and 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 run the practice schedule how he wants, but he he's got to do it. So I think this is a good spot. Let's see it. Let's test the leg. I think if he if he has any type of good finish, mm-hmm. like T thirty four, you know, hung around for Sunday. Yeah, you think you could see him at Bay Hill, or is he is it just never is it no matter what not until Augusta? I think Tiger's schedule is locked in. Oh, he's locked. I don't think we're gonna. He's it's not gonna, wait on how he's he does. gonna make us aware of it when he's ready. Yeah. But I think very strategically, Tiger and his team event, you know, designed this year yeah. with what events they're gonna play in. And I don't think it's just I'm playing well. You know what I mean? I know he's after that 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 eighty third win. I get it. Yep. But on the same token, I think he's all major focus, and these events are a combination of what he wants to do for his sponsors and his foundations and appearances and what he wants to do to strategically prep for uh, the the majors because I don't think he would overextend himself mm-hmm. possibly hurt himself again take yeah. those majors out I think his schedule is locked and we'll find out about it as we find out about it well he's always said that he's not going to come back to com- competition unless that he feels that his body's ready to go and ready to win yeah so well, right. You know what's interesting? Imagine imagine going to a sudden death playoff with Tiger Woods while he's about to he's trying to win his eighty third win. Imagine how that can mess with your mind. You can either be the hero who prevented it. Yeah. No guy would ever roll over and let him well, win. Someone's experienced something very similar because uh, this is the spot. Riviera is the spot of Hogan's comeback after his, after car, his accident, car accident, and he lost in a playoff to Sam Snead. Aha! Uh-huh. I mean, he'd go on to win the Open that year. And no he did deal. much more than anybody expected if that car accident. Right. Got hit by a bus. Got hit by a bus. <laughs> but yeah. um, but I'll tell you, I, I think, hey, again, Tiger, we're going to see a lot. This is the thing. Watching the PNC and watching the match, especially with the match, when Tiger is is swinging the golf club, he looks good. Yeah. He you know, good. his ball speed was better than, you know, Two out of, out of out of the four guys, mm-hmm. you know, uh, that were playing in the match. Right. So he's smashing the ball. Yep. Um. It's just what happens between. It's how long can his leg last? The walking and now That's the plantar fasciitis. The minute you see this guy limping, I feel like he's done for the day or for the event. This might be a stupid question, but yeah. is Tiger allowed to bring like a chair or like something out there? Like I know in disc golf, we have disc golf bags bring a chair. that turn into a stool. Like they're, you know, they're it's literally a, a stool that you roll around and you can I sit just think on it in between shots. You'd be too shots. proud, right? And that's the thing. I, I don't yeah. think there's any, and, and you guys can correct us if we're wrong in the comments. I don't think there's any ruling against having something that you could sit on. I mean, physically, if you wanted, I guess he could sit on the ground while he's waiting for the other guys to hit. But, um, I, you know, yeah, the proud thing comes in because I think Tiger, if you really want to make an appeal for it, he could probably appeal for a, like a an exemption to take a cart yeah in some of these but you're not seeing him want to do it he wants to compete the way he wants to I don't compete think he would want to win with a cart i don't think he wants an asterisk on any of his records i don't think so um so it'll just be like okay how do the the legs hold up to the walk yeah. and that's going to be an important thing but no matter what like i said it's it's just good for everyone to have tiger in the field so um it's going to be a fun one to watch uh riviera is always a fun tournament to watch I guess Max Homa would be our defending champ, sort of, because sort of. <laughs> uh, Neiman went to live. Yep. So they, you, he won't be playing in it. Um, but I could see, although he struggled a little bit the waste management, I could see Homa um, doing well in this. 
Um, he's still in form. He's still been playing well. And he's playing with a lot of passion. He really is. He I really think there's is. like 10 guys on tour right now that can win any week, and you you just won't even know. You know, you saw JT up the leaderboard. Homa can come out of nowhere any week. Yeah. There's, like you said before, there's just so much talent. Rom can win every week. And Rom can win anywhere. Anywhere. It yeah, like exactly. It doesn't seem like there's some guys who are just specialists for certain courses. Yeah. Rom can Speed's win. Speed's getting hot a little bit. So we talked about Fowler might be sneaking up to grab a win maybe. Yeah. Golf's in a pretty good spot. Plenty of guys you can put put sure. a couple of bucks on. Um. Anyway, switch gears. Let's just talk about a couple of things from the news that were big this week that we got to touch on. One. What do we got? Well, film Phil, you know. Hot water again, huh? It's very possible. So. Like, what can this one be about? Well, supposedly there's a this this new and what we're talking about. There's going to be a new memoir that's coming out from a uh, a famous sports better that's uh, got okay. some more juice. And look, we've we've all known through the years about Phil and his notorious gambling, um, and supposedly there's some juicy tidbits in here about Phil and and you know maybe we might see how much money how much he lost he's lost throughout the years. Yeah. Um, it's a tough one for Phil because you see him just starting to kind of come out from hiding. He's right. back on social media. He's, he's tweeting again. He's tweeting again. Yep. A little bit of a chatterbox again after shutting it down for a while around the ship, the yep. Shipnuck book. And it makes you just wonder, will this cause him to kind of be a recluse Phil again? I think Phil needs to have like a major heel turn and just like accept it. Be like, yeah, I lost $40 million over three rounds of golf with this guy. Yeah. Get over it. Yeah. Like, it's my money. Right. Yeah, get out in front of it. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of what Portnoy does with stuff. Exactly. <laughs> just and, and he just owns up he, to it. He owns up to it. He accepts it. Like, honestly, if Phil went out there and said, yeah, I lost a, money, a lot of money out there. Yeah. But I could name 10 people that lost more than me. You know? Right. Like, right. Right. Well, and listen, you'll, you're going to have that diversity of different fans different people identify with different you know mm-hmm. personalities and there might be some people who are more endeared to him like maybe other guys are like hey i gamble a lot on the course sure. and i'm into this like phil's my guy right you I've could see that sports betting but too, i think right? that's been the part. part of the problem is that phil hasn't like really you know he like he had the the first big slip up and the stuff that he said you mm-hmm. know around live but then everyone was like you weren't getting like it was like a half-hearted apology. It's almost like you're right, like go all in one way or the other, like you exactly. Know? But it remains to be seen. Um, regardless, we are hearing from Fillmore. We've got a, a live schedule, which we'll talk about in a second, which is expanded from last year, which means we're going to see a lot more Phil. Uh-huh. We know that um, the the Masters and some of the other majors are not. Um, excluding live right, players right. so i think we're gonna see phil back at augusta we're gonna have to see how these whatever this news is that comes out and all the news that we've had in the past how does it affect the crowds are they gonna get in his head yeah right exactly. are crowds gonna be like heckling phil and because remember phil was always the kind nah. of the fan favorite the just, thumbs just up the i love you phil's from people you, you know? got a lot of that there's a lot but of are you gonna get a lot of the people too saying like how much money you got on this whole phil right, right. you know what i'm saying who knows? And how does that affect him? Is it roll off his shoulders? Is it not? We'll see. We're going to have to see. Yeah. Do you uh, guys think, um, before we go over the schedule, do you think now that Phil is kind of behind his original Shipnuck uh, rumor mill, now that that's behind him, do you think that Liv's going to start showcasing him more? Because I feel like last season, they didn't really utilize him much yeah. um, in social media, kind of across the board. Um, you know, he wasn't really that much of a fixture on the broadcast. Uh, 
But he's like the big name, it seems. Like when the Liv started, the most Phil on. was the guy. Yeah. Well, so do you think that they're going to put him into that like? Position? I think it depends on how much the narrative starts to move past it. Because I think nobody wants to move past like some of the, the Saudi stuff more than Liv does. <laughs> they want to put that behind them. But like you think about it, like uh, remember with Phil, like even you had Shipnuck being escorted out of some of the Liv press conferences. Yeah, right. mm-hmm. And I think it was that it was just like, listen, there's there's nothing that good that came out of that drama for Liv. So I think that they want that behind them. And I think it's, it'll it'll follow the vibe of the, the fans and the press. If people start to like put those narratives away, mm-hmm. then I think you'll see more of it because Phil can be an asset in that way. He can liven things up. He can make things funny. But... I don't know. It just depends on on if they need to kind of have a backseat. What do you think? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, would you think he'll be? Do you think he'll be in that Netflix doc? Because he didn't go to live till like mid year, and they were filming for a while. You know, if I had to guess, I would say probably not, because I don't know if the players were paid to do this. Right. I'm not sure if mm. the players were paid to do this, and I remember Phil's big thing was that the tour was using the name, name, image, and likeness of all the players, and the players weren't really seeing the you know, dollar-for-dollar dollar revenue return on Right. It. I wonder. Well, also, don't forget that the Netflix thing that comes out, this full swing that comes out, which, by the way, they are advertising hard. Big time. There was a bunch of them during the Super, Super Bowl. Bowl commercial. I yeah. mean, that that's Netflix really laying out a lot of money to advertise. Huge. A, but it shows you how big it is. Yeah. And it shows no you how doubt. big golf has become. Yep. That Netflix, of all the things that they could have advertised, all the content that they make, they put two or three, you know, that's that's right there. That's what, $12 million yeah. in spend. It's a huge market though, of, golf, right? Yeah. Right? For, go- for a golf de- documentary. Yeah. But I think if they're just going off of the success of the Formula One doc and the tennis doc, they're putting all their chips in that basket of these Those producers, must have done well. these sure. shows. Well, the Formula One documentary single-handedly made the United States the largest viewers of Formula One. It went from having such a small market share in the United States to being wow. the largest right. viewing So I could just imagine what it would do for golf. I wonder what it would do. But, but the other thing, too, is keep in mind, like going back to the thing you said about Phil, the, the documentary was, was planned, you know, and the ideas were born, and it was a lot of part of it was filmed before anybody knew anything about Liv. Right. This was, this was you know, exactly. not super Netflix. Far. But not, Netflix not caught far. lightning in a bottle. That's what I'm saying. They didn't decide, like, let's get Phil or whatever. I think the guys who ha- who were going to be lined up in this were lined up probably even the year prior. And you even had the uh, the producer saying, yeah, we got we got really lucky, yeah, effectively, totally. I'm paraphrasing, yep. that this is what happened. So I don't think Phil will be one of the main guys. Um, but, you know, we know the main guys because they advertise them, like mm-hmm. Justin Thomas. And, mm-hmm. and, and I can't wait for Brooks. Honestly, Brooks excites me the most in this entire thing because he is that kind of heel guy. Yeah, and, and it'll be raw, right? Unedited, cursing, everything. Definitely, but yep. I'm excited. You'll for, get it all. I, I saw in a trailer that Brooks said, yeah, I know I'm going to catch a lot of crap for this, <laughs> but yeah. I'm going to do it anyway, you know. Right, He right. just doubled down on himself in that. It's exciting for sure. But it's funny, dude, because you don't usually... Brooks is not the guy who usually likes to interact with the media. He's not a guy who has many words for them. So it makes you they wonder had a lot of, <coughs> how from, much he was from said. what I saw in the trailer, they had a lot of content with him and his wife. Okay, Jenna. I, in, this, in the trailer, I they interviewed her a couple times. I heard her a couple 
times from the trailer saying, you know, he hasn't won in a couple of years. I'm getting a little worried that, you know. Yeah. Uh-oh. And then drama just gets that fat drama. live bag <sighs> dropped on we'll it. Just, it just makes you wonder what shakeup is about to happen. Yes. Even a guy like uh, <laughs> right. Patrick Cantlay, you see him talking about yep. it, and he was saying that, you know, he basically indicating he wasn't going to watch. No interest in he had watching. No interest. Yeah. He kept saying, seemingly kind of downplaying it. And that could just be Patrick's personality. Could I mean, be. Patrick is not the most, you know, you know, big personality out there. He's a quiet, guy, a yeah. quiet guy. But on the same token, also makes you wonder. Some of these guys might be a little bit nervous. What's what's right. on that cutting room? He could have said something. You know I mean? He's like, oh, shoot. Yeah, like that. even if you're not one of the main guys, right. your interactions with the other guys, yep. who was being filmed, mm-hmm. what was said, and something that now, like you realize the context of it. And so then you, then you see Cantlay, you know, parting ways with Titleist. It's like, did he say something in this doc that? Yeah, you know, you just don't some know. Stuff's coming out, but like yep. you know, even going back to what you're saying about Brooks too, because Brooks was the guy who was constantly saying he wasn't going to live until he was. So that'll be an interesting thing too to like find out what was happening between the scenes. Was he really the kind of like a last minute decision, or was he unlocking just putting us all on that he wasn't going? I don't know, but I know like a lot of people will be watching that thing on the edge of their seats uh, to see what happens. And we're going to break it down, you know, each week. So, so yeah, stay February tuned for 15th, that. Yeah. I think it all drops at the same time. I don't think it's a week by week show. I think it's just a binge. Okay. Yeah. So on the 15th, we're all going to be sitting in here. <laughs> That's going to be our work day. Watch, watch <laughs> Watching the, the whole thing. Show. Well, we'll definitely, uh, we'll give you guys our impressions on it as we go through it. But I think it remains to be seen like what could happen. There could be a lot of stuff. Um, but real quick, before we, uh, we're going to talk about our own trip to Sea Island in a minute. But one thing I want to touch on, though, we've, we've kind of danced around a little bit talking here. But live, obviously, yeah. is the other thing. The schedule expanded. We've got a copy of the schedule here. 14 events. So it's coming up in just um, just a couple weeks in Mayakoba. It's pretty aggressive. You know, they're all over the world. They really are. It's a re- truly an international Arizona, thing. Some of, the people, some of the people that Singapore... Uh, some people commenting on that post were saying why aren't you coming back to the events like to the places that they were like portland like boston. some places probably just didn't they work had out, great right? fans like the portland turnout was great the boston turnout was great and these fe- these fans kind of feel like well what the heck if you want to start like these traditions mm. they might be testing right. new markets i, I think know. that's probably what it is they want to bring it to more places and i think it's also the arrangements that they can get but right. but, but also like you would think if live had something working like do it again no, but run that's it back. what i'm saying that's what i agree with is that it's gonna take time this is a long game like i can't imagine that all of a sudden you watch one event and you're a huge high flyers <laughs> right fan. right you know because i'm like, all in on the four A's. like you gotta you you know like a big part of their sales are like mm. merch right yeah and like the merch tent like yeah develop a relationship with your fans if portland's your spot you know and then the It'd tour cool doesn't come through portland much like go to right. go hard on portland and, and develop right. a small fan base there I think that they want to have this huge, wide uh, coverage of, of fandom, and I just don't see it yet. I think right. it's, a, it's a long game. It doesn't mean it won't happen, but mm-hmm. it, you know, it's going to. They're time. almost taking the I, Formula One like playbook. Let's take this thing all over the world. Let's have a super worldwide fan base. I'd love it if they like stocks. They issue shares of these companies, and you could physically buy in. I, you buy into the aces, and they actually have value. Mm, that would be fun. Be so cool if, like, yeah, the aces might be a hundred dollars a share, but the team that's you know stinks is like only ten bucks. But you're buying in, and you're actually getting a piece of their prize. All right. Well, here's the ru- where the rubber meets the road. You buy that stock, aces. You buy any of those stocks right now. Um, if if I know those those teams are getting paid, and then ultimately I would I would I take the gamble on it. 
I'm, I'm just saying, like, I don't know if, what you're thinking. Like, they would, if they have win, you're saying, like, it's almost like dividends. It's almost like dividends. That? Yeah. Okay. Cause I'm thinking more so the long term value of the stock. Cause my thing is, this is a big rubber meets the road season mm-hmm. for them. No revenue last year. I know. We also had the, the Saudi backing saying, I think they were going to have like two more total years of backing. And then yeah. after that, their funds are pulling. So yeah, I know. It's I iffy. just wonder it's if that iffy. stock is a hundred now, and it's 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 either two hundred in three years, or it's down. zero. Right, exactly. Like, or it's zero. They, I think they're walking on that yep. that knife's edge of is this gonna last? Yeah, I know. Is this gonna last? I know. But those shares would not be cheap. They'd probably be like fifty thousand dollars shares. Mike's just gonna become a live day trader. <laughs> yeah, he's just day trading. I'm shorting four aces call options on them today. He's like, no. yeah, I picked up a couple Unreal. shares of the range goats. <laughs> <laughs> this week okay oh, speaking of which bubba they you know the, they, the new team is the range goat i wonder if that's a nod to goat hill park i, I don't know like he, he caught a lot of slack like people were really like ribbing the name on twitter yeah. but then he he was kind of bouncing back and that's what bubba's good for yep it's like fighting back on it but uh that's the other thing like live needs a little bit better of a communication as far because like I don't follow it closely, admittedly, but on the same token, I don't feel like it's easy to follow closely. Like now, what are they doing with the teams now? The first, I thought the teams were set. Then they have new teams because they, they have new players. New, yeah. So they need to create more space. So they and could, originally, they were going to do like a draft each week. Now they have captains. And now, so like I'm the head, the captain. Yeah. I, I feel like it's a little bit of like, you know, the, getting the cart in front of the horse. Right. Like it's like, what are we, like they're trying different things, but on the same token, like if you really want people to start to like to dig in and invest themselves as fans, I need to understand That's it a little it. bit better. Right. And I feel like. A, there's not enough events to fully understand it. B, you know, the issues with the broadcast. But C, it's like like just from a communication standpoint, I think that they could lay out a little bit better so people understand, like, how's this work? Right. Like, even if you had it before every event, give us another recap. Guys, this is how it works. Yeah, give us a recap. Because it's changed. Right. Well, they might do that. They probably should. I mean, it's not something not very formal like i because I, I, it hasn't come across my radar if it's out there guys let us know in the comments but anyway mayakoba first stop 14 events this season um the one is going to be at orange county national yeah. that's that one in orlando and when we were down there at demo day we were talking to some of the people who work there and they were genuinely excited to have uh it come through and get the eyeballs on I'm orange sure. county national I'm sure. so i'm sure this a lot of tournament, a lot of uh, venues that don't get a lot of airtime from the PGA Tour that are excited that they're getting another tour it's coming great through. for them, for sure. Yeah. Um, I will be very that- interested to see the revenue model this year. Do the fans come in? Does the broadcast deals work out the way they want? Do sponsors start to come in? That's just because it. Because, it, again, they got to right have some sort of revenue coming in. Otherwise, that knife edge we talked about, that's what you're going to see whether you determine you see live in, in four or five years sure. from now. February 24th is when it kicks off. What's yeah. your take on live stealing Mayakoba. uh yeah no they i noticed like that that's been like, even me like i've known i feel like those international that's a PGA things tour change, event. Right? yeah yeah it is a fall series right fall series event mm-hmm. uh it's i don't i don't feel like it's it's as earth shattering as if they had taken you know one of the the big stops on like you know, sawgrass statewide yeah, right, right. Nah. i mean which would never happen as a pga tour course right, right but like yeah like a big course that we see around here yeah. often that would be, you know, but we'll golf see. Pebble Beach Pro Am. <laughs> yeah, they should go and like and just troll the PG Tour just and play them. like each week right after <laughs> they play. Hey, the stands are still up. Just leave them just up. Just leave them up. We're coming through. <laughs> yeah, right. Like they, that would never happen. Anyway, 
Let's do a quick break here, and then we've got a couple of fun things. We're going to talk about our recent trip to Sea Island, yes. Georgia, which was just incredible. I'm stoked to recap. Um, and then we're going to we've got a fun little game. We're going to bring back the silhouette game that uh, Zach is going to try to stump us. Okay. And Mike's the heavy favorite in this game from the waste management. I Love it. So it's recent. It's nice. recent. We got this. We got this. Yeah. Okay. So confidence level a billion. Let's do a quick word from our sponsors. We'll come right back. All right, guys, the hours have been put in, the work has been done, and as the moment approaches, you either fear it or you feel it. With Titleist, it's a moment filled with pure anticipation, the culmination of a relentless pursuit of speed in every form. So set set up, settle in with confidence. The TSR is here. And those new TSR drivers, what it does, it takes everything that made the TSI the number one driver on tour and pack even more performance into every head. In fact, Mike, I was watching that little docu-series that, that Titleist yeah. put together. Cool it was so cool, and it really, showed the way that they made these little iterations through the TS, the TSI, and the TSR, and the challenges that they had with making each one better and how it really was these small little improvements that led to huge games gains. So you had the, the new face technologies, the CG improvements, and aerodynamics. They talked about how they had brought in aerodynamic specialists, and uh, it was really cool to see the fine-tuning. And it was just so well explained that I really enjoyed that because yeah. from a non-engineering standpoint, the way that they were saying, that like listen there's only a couple ways you can make the ball go further one is to make the club head travel faster through the air so they were working on that and with the tsr they really dialed that in and it comes down to when everything moves the needle you're playing at that titleist speed so check out that docuseries for sure but also go to titleist.com uh, learn more about the tsr medals and make sure you schedule your fitting today we, we've said it so many times the fittings are where you really squeeze squeeze that last bit of juice out of it and you get exactly what you need to perform well with your swing so titleist tsr find your faster and huge thanks to footjoy the number one shoe in golf because they offer the widest selection of sizes styles and performance options of any golf shoes out there on the market and you can either be like me and choose those flex XPs, waterproof sneaker-like comfort, high-performance traction, perfect for both on and off the course, or wear them pretty much everywhere. Or you could be like this guy, Frank. He chooses the Premier Series, and that shoe is far and away the choice of more tour players than any other shoe, believe it or not, worn by JT, Max Homa, Zalatoris, Cam Young, Jessica Corda, and so on and so on. So you could choose the My Joys, which I love. I can't wait to break into those. I don't almost don't want to get them dirty. They're so right pretty. Now. I designed them. I customly designed them myself, and now you you can too. Save them for a special spot. Yeah, I think so. I think you're right. So trust the brand that's been number one forever. Trust your game to FootJoy, the number one shoe in golf. Shop now at footjoy.com. So let's get back into it. Talking about Sea Island. So first of all, one thing I'll say is special thanks to uh, to the whole team at Lexus is where this came from. They host an event called Lexus and Lynx, uh, and they were so cool to reach out to us. At first, I, I mean, I'll admit it. I sent I sent the email over to you, Mike. I'm like, Mike, is this real? Or is this I know. Because it seemed like too good to be true. It was one of those like, kind of like, is this a phishing email? Are they just stealing our entire I, I think identity? So. You know? No. But it was from Lexus, and they, they had invited us down to the event. And all we need is to hear those magic words like, hey, come on down and play Sea Island. Sea Island, Lexus, yeah. We're like, okay, we're sure. there. You know? Sure. So, um a couple of things and we're gonna have some videos coming out we were able to film it we played two of the three courses there we played the retreat and we played the uh the what's it seaside. called seaside seaside course i always mix sea island seaside right. the other one is the plantation course that's there um so we got to play two out of the three and just incredible golf um so easy to get to yeah from here in, in the new york area we flew out of uh newark 
It was like Newark jump. Hour and thirty flight into uh, Savannah. Savannah. Right. What a nice little airport. Love it's, a small see, airport. That's also anybody who goes to Hilton Head. That's another. It's the Savannah Hilton Head Airport. Mm. And then it was a it was a one hour ride uh, out to uh, the island and just incredible from start to finish. Just incredible yeah, experience. But super cool, especially with, uh, with Lexus and they had the car there for us. Yeah. I mean, I said like multiple times throughout the trip or like, you got to pinch me. This doesn't feel real. Right. You know, just everything and their hospitality was great. And to me, I mean, I came home, I started telling my family members about it. I said of all the trips, I mean, other than Scotland, because Scotland was just so different. We did those 10 rounds in six days and we just like jumped into the culture and everything. Nothing's going to top that trip. But I think in the States here, Sea Island, I got to put it at number one. And we just went to Kohler. Hmm. And for me, like the big thing is just like, I didn't know that Sea Island was this great. Yeah, I've heard of it. I've seen it on the RSM Classic every year, but I didn't know the resort was this great and the Southern hospitality of everyone, the food, Zach, those biscuits and gravy, right? Come on. I mean, I'm still thinking about them. Yeah, I got, uh, <laughs> I got room you service. You got room service biscuits, biscuits and, and gravy. <laughs> I was not leaving the last day without yeah. having biscuits <laughs> I, and gravy That's how good. You know, it was just good. I mean, Mike, Mike's got a little like low key rose colored glasses here because it was the first trip that he didn't have to put together. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. Of course you love it. I do. I love it. I mean, I hate they not being care in control, of everything. but they took care of everything. And just, you know, to have all that set up, we had that great caddy out on the course who gave us all that, those great information yeah. to read. I mean, and how about the performance? And center? then the performance center was the bonus. Guys, we're going to do a video on this, but that was one thing I, in all the travel and all the places we've been fortunate enough to be. I've never seen a, when it comes to working on your game or getting dialed a performance center that was better than this i mm. think it, that that one definitely while i don't think it was my top trip like you were saying I, i'll tell you why but i i yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I loved it the performance center i've never seen anything like that you have so many tour players who come through there so many of like the real uh top amateur golfers collegiate golfers because there was nothing that you couldn't do for your game at that place i mean massive massive facility every piece of tech Every brand, if you want to get fit for a full club building facility, yep. uh, a range. This is what I thought was so well thought out. When you get to a certain level in this game, it's about that getting at 1% better, right. just that little bit and having that edge. They had this range there. Uh, it was right on the water. So you had the wind and it was built in a circle, which was brilliant so that they could put you out there in any direction you know, relative to the wind and you could practice them. So they said if, if, uh, if a player comes in and wants to practice hitting their five iron distance with a left to right wind, they can put him a spot on that, that, uh, circle where he can be hitting that exact shot. If, you know, if, if a college player comes in and she's like, Hey, listen, I need to work on my wedge shots into mm -hmm. the wind. They can put her at 80 yards into the wind incredible in that way the the they had the the technology through the roof the greens that would simulate any was pod cool it was just thing. i i couldn't believe what they had there from a facility standpoint and then as you were saying the uh the resort was just there was nothing there that wasn't you know perfection perfection you know and it was just like the rooms immaculate the uh the the food experience was just top notch i the, mean and the then it's room. the best locker room in golf yeah Best men's locker room in golf. Full bar in there with bar service. You could have a meal in the locker room. There was room. table seating. Yeah, table yeah, yeah, seating. Right. A cigar room. Mm -hmm. uh, there was 
places you could sit and just watch television. Five hundred TVs in there. It's, it's, so many TVs. Insanity. Like yeah. uh, you could get a Steam. You get a, so all of that was incredible. Where I would say I'm gonna not say I don't think it's stacked up to Kohler was that I I don't think that any of the courses there were Whistling Straits caliber. That's where Kohler had the edge. Yeah, I mean you had nothing's in top Whistling Straits as the course. Whistling so, and the Irish. The Irish was great too. Yeah, yeah. But uh, this did not yep. take anything away. You're gonna two, see. We're gonna. They're tell very you guys, close. We're gonna tell you guys they're our very full close. thing. We in fact, one thing we're doing this year, we're introducing ratings. Yeah, a ratings number to try to quantify this because you guys are probably sick of us just kind of saying this one was good, that one right. was great. Mm-hmm. Like let's quantify it. But I will say that the the courses, the you know especially the plantation and the seaside course were in the top fifty we've ever played. Yeah. They were that good. But they weren't in the top 10. Like it wasn't like a, a whistling in that way. Right? No, but everything else around no it doubt. made the golf better. Okay. Well, as a uh, non golfer, it's just like yeah, the yeah, whole general island vibe there. Like we weren't in the Caribbean, but we were in a way, but we weren't. There was palm trees. We were right on the water. Oh, this guy, wait till I get him to the ocean. I know. Course. Wait till you get me to the ocean course. I know. That's probably going to be like Sea Island, what? Yeah. <laughs> no, but, but I'll tell you what, this would be the spot. We talked about Kohler and Pinehurst, and we debated them here on the show. Yeah, as for golfers, golf heaven, designed yeah. for golfers, right? Correct. I mean, like, and and arguably Kohler had the spa. If you're a non-golfer, you do that type of thing too. But from the dining, all that stuff, like golfers would be like, you put your golf trip together. For me, this in a second, I could have brought my wife there as a non-golfer, and she would have had a blast. For Kohler, no. For, for sea, sea island. island okay yeah that's where i think sea island would have this appeal even for the not like for your absolutely yeah. for your diehard golfers like i said the best training facility mm-hmm. in, anywhere, you're gonna pay the price you know but you're gonna pay the price but it, it was a, it was a much more of a luxury experience yeah to me than than pinehurst and i or think Kohler. you could do it in three days four days you know what i mean you don't have to break because the there's back. less courses there's only right. the three courses you know there. even if you just went to play the seaside or the plantation you're with your spouse and you want to experience some of the restaurants you could do it in two three days yeah that drive to it was so easy you know but that's where i think that de- differentiator like i i would say this was the the real high luxury experience mm-hmm. there's one thing is i will say you know it's gonna cost you it's gonna cost it you. was there's nothing about the experience that was physically cheap and there was also nothing about the experience that felt cheap everything was perfectly well done i mean they even had like a card you could hang on your door for warm cookies that would show up before bed you get to pick the kind of milk you want to come with yes yeah. they, if you wanted at any time they would just come and draw you a rose petal bath i mean <laughs> guys that's what i'm talking about like, yeah. that was what this was like it was the ultimate in luxury but but what was so cool is there was two places you could stay at sea island there's the cloister and then there's which was gorgeous which was amazing yeah. and then there's the lodge and i i liked staying at the lodge as a golfer because yeah. we were literally one floor above the pro shop and we you right could just there. walk out into the first tee yep it was right and they even had like an 18 hole putting green uh surface like what you saw right on at, the water. at pinehurst the bagpiper at the end playing yep i mean a golf experience but a golf luxury experience i would say that's the type of spot you bring your wife for a nice romantic getaway mm-hmm. you know even like or your significant other whoever you know is listening to this but like that's a spot that even the non-golfer would have plenty to do. Yeah. The pools, the spa, spa. there, all that stuff. The food was top-notch, that's and then the, the golf was great. That's right. the honeymoon. Yeah, where, that's the honeymoon where spot. you want to still get some golf in, but 
yeah that's the awesome ideal spot for her we're going to sea island Georgia. and if you're fortunate enough to, to marry someone who shares your love of the game yeah. that is definitely your honeymoon that's definitely your honeymoon. play three rounds right. in, in sea island and then just enjoy that yeah. resort totally Oof, that would be something and we scored on weather because it rained on the day wait day we left and even the caddy was like you guys really scored a good one it's not normally like this right so and that's we got the other two thing. good ones in a row we did back to back we so did well and everybody down there was telling us february in georgia it can be dicey it doesn't necessarily not going to be terrific right but man one thing and we took we'll, well you'll see this in the videos we, we kind of took everybody through the courses the condition it was in was immaculate the course mm -hmm. and for especially for february when it's not like peak so season for green. green yeah everything was immaculate and they were fun courses they were challenging but they were fun yeah we played well we did play well and everybody had us gravy. nervous they were saying the seaside course like you know 10 handicap to shoot 95 would be great you know you know we both played much better than that we played much better than that i can give they you that if the wind in. was way up that could be really tough and, mm -hmm. and i will also say if anyone's playing it for the first time on the seaside course in the plantation you don't need to it's not required but pony up for the caddy yeah get the caddy no because doubt without the caddy add a couple strokes to what we both yeah and get the sausage and gravy biscuits and gravy because add three more strokes if you don't get it yeah that kept me grounded that kept you going <laughs> but everything even like the halfway house was fantastic that was cool. there that was cool it was just a well done well thought out place the course had plenty of character um and literally i mean at this point we're splitting hairs i'm comparing it to whistling straights you know what i'm saying I like i don't i'm not trying to take anything away from it. we've been fortunate to play some of the most incredible golf out there yeah just wait till we get to caledonia and myrtle yeah can't wait yeah but sea island is is a i think it's a must go back it was that spectacular that special first time i witnessed anyone buy bug spray in the halfway house yeah dude was getting eaten alive bro <laughs> Saturday morning. Imagine going on a golf trip and being the only guy who gets bit. The only guy to get anything. Saturday morning, <laughs> I counted how many bug bites I had on my right arm alone. I had 14 bug Jeez, bites. Those Georgia on my bugs right love you, man. Arm from here to here, from wrist to elbow. I don't know if you bites. use a different soap, yeah. different cologne, but they liked you. They really did like you. I didn't even That's think about bugs right until you said, just I got to right get arm. some bug spray. Right. Ugh. But well, yeah. you guys are also moving around more. You're walking to your ball. I'm kind of like when I get there and get to like where I want to shoot from. He's just standing I'm by that marsh. Standing there for a while. The marsh. Yeah, gators. We got to see our gators. It was a good time. We saw yeah, we saw all, and it was it was a fantastic experience. So stay tuned on the main channel. We will have the videos coming out in a couple of weeks uh, from the two courses we played, as well as the uh, the performance center. We got to do a full tour of the performance center. Like I said, it was incredible, and. Um, even our our warm up round at the uh, the reserve. I had so much fun. The retreat. retreat. I had so much I fun. I call it reserve Always. all week. All, all week. week. He's been calling it the reserve. The retreat. The retreat was the perfect warm up course because it was a confidence builder. Yes. Because you had these huge wide fairways. The challenge was around the greens, mm -hmm. but like you could, you wouldn't. It wasn't a course where you lost balls. Right. You'd hit the fairway most likely with your lost tee shot, and that, that was a approach. You know. Yeah. Yeah, I loved it. I loved the retreat. It was like you said, it was a good, good warm up. Yeah, especially getting off the plane. So, see, stay tuned for a lot more content coming from that really soon. But we want to let you guys know that that's where we were last week, and it was uh, it was something I'm sure we'll talk about a lot on the show because it was really was really that good. All right, so now Saxon trying to stump Zaxon us. Saxon trying to stump us. How we're many do you back have? The silhouette game. You've got eight. All right, so Frank, let's try to get six. Well, now keep team. in mind, like I said before, if you're not watching this, go check it out yeah. on YouTube or Facebook because this one's going to be a little bit visual. We will try to explain a little bit, but the rules of the game work very simply. Zach's going to bring up a silhouette, a shadow 
of of a golfer. This is going to be from the waste management this week. And based on their silhouette, we are going to try to guess that golfer. Okay, we got it. I have one full body shot, and the rest are kind of upper body shots. Okay, Ooh, making it even harder. Okay. Yeah, well, you guys did so well on the last one that I figured that I really I want eight out of eight here. You. Now remember, the hard part we're not going to see any brands, logos, nothing. nothing like that. Sometimes you can guess a guy by their sponsor. No, we're None going by swing and maybe something that they're wearing. So let's see. Well, this first one should be easy. Let's go. All right. That's oh, Tony Fee now. I love hat, it. You can see the hat, hat gives it away. Guys. We Tony got Quick on the draw. Quick on the draw with Fee now. Tony. And, and guys, let us know at home if, if you've gotten any of these in the comments. Yeah, let's see. Jason, Jason Day. Jason Day. Right? Yeah, these guys are good. We're okay. watching too much golf, dude. <laughs> Way too much golf. Okay, let's bring wait, wait, bring that back up. What was it that gave it away for you? It was Jason Day, Mike. It was the hat and like the scruffy beard. Face and that's, shape. This the is face, face shape. shape to me. Yeah, the face uh, shape. His yeah. club's hurting. I don't know what happened to hey, his club. All right, I'm just going to say. <laughs> that was, was a quick a, crop. I was in a rush this in morning. Crick, and I will say that quick golf crop. clubs are quite possibly the hardest things to Photoshop. They are. <laughs> so cut me some slack <laughs> his gloves hurt i don't know what jay day is playing these days yeah but. <laughs> it's like a flintstone club all right let's see what we got Ooh, this one's getting a little harder uh, yeah. yeah let's see oh that's a tough one is it is, ricky no 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 because that i think that looks like a like a is that it could be a homa i think you got us on this one that's your boy john rom oh rom wow. Yeah, Rom he's got a little bit of a belly gut. I'm looking at like it's sticking out. Like a that, dad I think gut. that's the John Rom identify identifying yeah. factor. Yeah, it's yeah. not as prominent here. I didn't okay. see it. Okay, all right. What else we got here? Hurton Club again. I know yeah, that club. That they, I don't know what they're swinging out there. Oh man, this is I the mean, silhouette really makes it difficult because if you saw this photo, you'd be like, yeah, no, no, of course that's him. Ah, uh, is it? Ja no, it's not. I'm just gonna guess somebody in the field. Xander Shoffley. Yeah, let's go with Xander. Nope. This is your boy Ricky. But that's right. I don't have the photos as okay. well to go with it. Maybe. Massacred my boy. Yeah, you massacred my boy. <laughs> I really did. Okay. All right. Let's see what we got here. Oh, that's Rory. It's Rory. Yeah, Rory. You can tell by day. the feet and the legs. Give me that full body shot. I get. It. I get it. Yep. Yep. That's yep. what I'm saying. If I gave you guys the full body shot, there would be no Rory way. Rory, too, though. Go back. It was the ears. Yeah. That's you know, very those true. Those are Rory ears. It's so yeah. Rory. Those then are, you see it. Yeah, that's yeah. Rory all day. Okay. okay. Uh, Scheffler. No. This is a little okay, obscure. Wait. Really? Yeah. It looks uh, like Scotty's finish, that high hand finish. Oh, I don't know who that is. Friend of the podcast. He's been on the show? Stallings? I don't know. Ding, ding, ding. Scott, Scott Stallings? Stallings? Wow. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, I could see it. All right. Okay. Two what else? Left Let's here. see what we got. Oh, that's... Uh, oh. oh. This is a tough one. Sun Looks like a thinner guy. No, it's it's not Sunjay. Sunjay's a little heavier. He was close on Sunjay. Tom, Tom Kim? Tom Kim. Tom, Tom Kim. Kim. I love it. Okay, what else All we right. got? This is gonna round it out here. That looks like Xander. That looks Bang. like Xander. I could tell from Bang. the picture. That looks like Xander right That's away. That's not bad. That's not a bad That's little run. Bad. No, yeah. I think no, we you missed guys one, did right? great on that That's one. Not a, I mean, hey, from a shadow silhouette. You know what this guy's comes gotta from? Get, guys gotta 
figure out John Rom better. We got to get, get Rom eight better. out of eight next time. I think now it looks more like Rom. <laughs> You know what this comes from? It's from years like going to PGA Tour events and spotting from like as far away as about you know that squint where you almost just see a shadow. Be like, who's that over there? Yeah, all right, let's go catch up with that Rom over there. Yeah, let's go find him. But anyway, that's everything we got for you guys this week. Hope you enjoyed the show. Uh, We got some great interviews coming up in the next couple of weeks, um, so stay tuned for that. And uh, we're gonna dig in as the season undoubtedly. I mean, you could say it's hitting its stride. The season is is gonna start heating up really quick. We're gonna be at the Players in no time. We're gonna be at the Masters in no time. So uh, wait, we're going to the Masters. I wish we were physically. I would mentally at the Masters. Maybe VR. Who knows? Yeah, maybe. But uh, we're gonna have we're gonna have all that, and plus the big Netflix documentary. There's gonna be so much to talk about. Endless supply. We got new podcasts every single week. So make sure you subscribe. We'll see you next week.